Hey, everybody, it's Andrea. Before we start today's show, I have a super quick announcement to share with all of you. Beginning in April, I'm going to be launching a series of college to career live weekend boot camps to help graduating seniors as well as juniors who are confused about what jobs or careers they might want to pursue when they graduate. So imagine going from confused to confident with at least three different career options you'd be psyched to explore by the end of day one of the boot camp. And then learning the tools, tactics, and the strategies to find those jobs by the end of day two. The boot camp is live and it's led by me over Zoom. And you can learn more about it at College to Career Academy. That's college, the number two, career dot academy. Or you can just look me up on LinkedIn and check out the featured section of my LinkedIn page. I can't imagine a better graduation gift for the college students in your life. Thanks so much for listening, and I know you're going to enjoy my next incredible guest. Hi there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple shot K-Cup with my guest, Jim Quick. Well, Jim, I was thinking that we could kick things off today Mm -hmm. by flashing way back, Mm -hmm. way back to before you liked taking cold showers, (laughs) (laughs) even before you found your purpose, to when you were just a little guy in elementary school. And you talk about this, you talk about the fact that you actually had a teacher who referred to you as the boy with the broken brain. What was school like for you, Jim? What what was the experience uh, like? I appreciate it. I mean, I just uh, what I'm about to share with everybody is is just proof that you know every professional was once a beginner and every expert was once was an amateur. And so I'm hoping through sharing this that some people can relate to it. My inspiration really was my desperation. And my my parents, my dad immigrated here when he was 13. He lost both his parents in in Asia. They didn't have a lot of resources. And so he had to come here because they couldn't afford to to feed him. He left his siblings behind. He stayed with an aunt. And my mom worked and, you know, lived in the back of the laundromat that, you know, her parents worked at, didn't speak the language, those kind of situation. We didn't grow up with a whole lot, but we grew up with a you know, but I, I, I attribute anything that's good out of me came through my parents. You know, anything that's fallen short, it's all it's really all on me. When people see me on stage and on a typical year, it can be up to 200,000, quarter of a million people live in audiences. I could be on three continents in a normal week sometimes. And I do sometimes these demonstrations where maybe I'll memorize 50 people's names in an audience or 100 words or numbers. Or I always tell people, 
I don't do this to impress you. I'm really doing this to express to you what's possible because the truth is everybody watching this, you could do this too. And a lot more. We just weren't taught. So I just want this to presence, whatever your age, your background, your career path, your education level, your financial situation, your gender, your history, your IQ, we are all limitless. What is limitless is not about being perfect. Limitless is about advancing and progressing beyond what we believe is possible. My thing is we just, we weren't often taught how to access those, those modern day superpowers. And I'll get to how you do that. But I know it's possible because I grew up with learning difficulties that stem from a a head injury I had when I was in school. When I was five years old in kindergarten, I had a very bad fall, rushed to the emergency room. Parents said I was never the same after that, where I was very energized, very playful, very curious. I became very, very shut down. And where it really showed up was in school. Teachers would they would get frustrated because I didn't understand like everybody else. They would repeat themselves. And I would learn to pretend like a little bit of like an imposter syndrome at that age where I would just you know, pretend to understand, but I didn't really understand, you know, and I had for focus memory. It took me three years longer just to learn how to read, you know, I read and write. So it was a challenge. And when I was nine, as you mentioned, I was being teased by the kids in class because I couldn't keep up. And a teacher, I, th- I really think she came to my defense, you know, saying that, you know, stop, you know, this, this boy, you know, he has this broken brain. But all I remember was broken brain, right? When she said that in front of everybody. And that label became my limit. And I want to remind everybody here that if you grew up insecure, that you're not enough, or that you didn't have your path, or you're not smart enough, or you're just not like everybody else, there's no such thing as a good or bad brain. There's a trained brain and an untrained brain. Most people ask themselves the wrong question. They're like, it's not how smart you are. It's not how smart you are. It's how are you smart? not how smart you are. It's how are you smart? And it's been my experience. I'm going on close to 30 years of teaching this every single day. And, and the feedback I, I, I realize is that intelligence is not fixed and it comes in many different forms. And often it's not necessarily cultivated as much. And that's why I love you know what you're doing because you're offering people expertise, experience, new way of perspective, frameworks for people that I to fill in some of those gaps maybe they didn't get in their in their own education. Anyway, the long story short here is I struggled all through school, elementary school, middle school, junior high, even high school. I would be working hard, but I would be working three times harder as everybody else. But I would never, I would always barely get by. Like I would do a book report. But if a teacher asked me to present it in front of the class, I would actually lie and say I didn't because I had a fear of public speaking. My superpower, I talk about superheroes a lot, is it was, it was becoming invisible. I didn't want to be seen because when you feel like you're broken, you don't feel like you have a lot to offer people. So how did that manifest? I would sit all the way in the back. I would sit behind the tall kid in class. I would just shrink down all the time. You know, I, every time I was, didn't do well on school or pick for sports, I would say, oh, because I had the broken brain. That became my internal conversation. And I always tell people, if you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. When people come up to me and say, I have horrible focus. I'm not smart enough. I have horrible memories. I always stop. When you fight for limitations, you get to keep them, right? And so my mission, when I, when I turned 18, I was fortunate enough to get into a local, uh, local uh, uh, university, right? And I, I chose a place where not, I didn't know anybody who was going there. Because I knew that their expectations of me would keep me in this box. You know what I mean? That often uh, what keeps us stuck in our life is where we're so concerned about the opinions of other people. And it's not easy, right? It's, it's you know, we, we get validated by, you know, our family or our friends. And sometimes we don't find our own way of expressing ourselves. Sometimes we pursue a career path because it was expected of us from parents. And I talk a lot about that, you know, with some of the learning that I've had. But 
to sum it up, when I'm in school, I was like, man, freshman, that means I can make a fresh start. And I can really show the world, show myself that I, I, I could achieve something and I could do this. And I took all these classes expecting to do better, but I actually had to do a lot worse. And, and I couldn't afford to be in school as it was, you know, financially or otherwise. And I was ready to quit. I don't know if anyone's ever had this experience just when they're on the path that they feel like they have to do, right? And a friend of mine was saying that they were going to go see their family for the weekend and said, hey, before you tell your parents you're going to quit school, because there's a lot of responsibility. I have, I have two younger siblings and I want to be a good you know, role model for them. And you know, I grew up in an Asian household, uh, which wasn't like a tiger kind of, uh, but it was still, you know, I wanted to do well and, and make them proud. And um, I was like, okay. And I go visit the family and the family, I'm um, pretty well off. The father walks me around his property, which is on the, this beautiful water and asks me a very innocent question, which is the worst question anybody could ask me at the time. He says, Jim, how's school? And I just, even talking about it makes me get choked up. I just, I broke down in front of this complete stranger because I have all this pressure on me and just tell my whole story, broken brain, injury, quit school. I don't know how to tell my parents. It would just be a big disappointment. And after I vent, he's like, Jim, why are you in school? You know, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? What do you want to have? What do you want to share, express? And I honestly, Andrea, I didn't have an answer. Like nobody's ever asked me that question before. And I think self-awareness really is a superpower. I think what for anybody who's watching this is useful. For me, fulfillment comes from two things. Having the curiosity to know yourself. Like really being fascinated about yourself. Like who do who are you? You know, what do you stand for? You know, what do you believe? What's most important to you in life? You know, what goes after I am, right? What, what's your identity? And, and that's why we do things. We journal or we go to talk therapy or sometimes in relationships, it helps us to learn about ourselves or whatever, whatever we come to this discovery. And we never get to the point where we just know ourselves completely. But having the curiosity to know ourselves. But then the other part, going back to other people's expectations, it takes not only the curiosity to know yourself, but also having the courage to be ourselves. Right. And once you get to kind of know who you are, it's another it takes another another strength to be able to express that and be on that path. And I didn't have this answer because I've never really gone inside. And I go to answer him, like, what do what do I'm in school? What do I want to be, do, have, share? And he pauses and he reaches into his back pocket and he grabs like a, a notebook and he tears out a couple of sheets with a pen and hands it to me and says, It's important that I write this down. And I was like, okay, it's like, what are we doing back in school? I don't know why I'm doing this, right? I never, but I, I realized that writing things down is the first step in taking something that's invisible here in your mind and make it physical, right? Outside of yourself. And so I write this list down, which, you know, after I don't know how much time goes by, but I have like a bucket list, right? All the things that I want to be, do, have, whatever, before I kick the bucket. And when I'm folding this, she down into to put in my pocket, Andrea, and she reaches out and grabs it right out of my hand. And then I'm freaking out because I don't, again, I think most of us are fearful of being judged, right? And I don't know this person. And obviously he's pretty happy and successful. And now he's looking at my dreams that I've never shared with anybody. My, you know, my, my, my goals and my fantasies, if you will. And I don't know how much time goes by, but he looks up and he says this, I'll always remember it. He says, you are this close to everything on this list. And he spreads his index fingers about a foot apart. And I'm thinking, no way. Give me 10 lifetimes. I'm not going to crack this list. And he takes my, his fingers and he puts them to the side of my head. Meaning what's in between is like the bridge or maybe the key, if you will, to unlock these dreams and goals. And he takes me into a room of his home that I've never seen before. It is wall to wall, ceiling to floor, covered in books. And 
like it's a library in somebody's house and I've never seen that. Keep in mind, I've never finished a book cover to cover, right? I'm a hard, I'm very, not a great reader. And so it's like being in a room full of snakes. What makes it worse though, he starts grabbing snakes and handing them to me. And uh, I'm looking at these books and these titles and there are these biographies of some incredible uh, women and men in history, some very early personal growth books like Norman Vincent Peale, The Power of Positive Thinking, you know, Napoleon Hill, Ogmandino, like these, these authors. And he says, Jim, I want you to read one book a week. And I'm thinking, have you not heard anything I've been saying? <laughs> I'm like, I'm ready to quit school. I have, so I have midterms. I have, when I said school, he looks at me, he says, Jim, don't let school get in the way of your education. I didn't realize it was a Mark Twain. This is well over a quarter of a century ago, 25 plus years ago. And, and I was like, that's really clever, but I can't promise to do it because I promise to do it. I'm going to do it. I mean, he's a very smart man. He picks, he takes out in his pocket my bucket list, which he still has. And he starts reading every single one of my goals and dreams out loud. And I don't know, Andrea, something about hearing your dreams like in somebody else's voice, like encanted out, you know, in the world. It just messed with my mind and my my soul, something fierce. Really shook me up. And honestly, a lot of the things on that list were things I wanted to do for my parents, things that they could never afford or would never do for themselves, even if they could. And with that leverage, I agreed to, to read one book a week. Fast forward, put a bow on this. I'm back at school and I'm determined to succeed, right? I have a pile of books at my desk that I have to read for school and a pile I promised to read. And I already couldn't get through pile A. So what do I do? I don't eat. I don't sleep. I don't work out. I don't spend time with friends. I don't I just live in the library and not very sustainable. I end up passing out one night and then fall down a flight of stairs in my head again. And I woke up in the hospital two days later. At this point, I'm, I've wasted away. I'm, I'm down to 117 pounds. Um, malnourished, hooked up to all these IVs. I thought I died. It was the darkest time in my life. And I thought there has to be a better way. And when I had that thought, nurse came in with a mug of tea and on it had a picture, I have a picture here of a brain on my, on my mug, but a picture of Albert Einstein. And it said this quote, the same level of thinking that has created your problem won't solve your problem. And it made me think about insanity and doing different things and saying, what's my problem? I'm a very slow learner. How can I think differently about it? Well, maybe I can learn how to learn better. And I thought, where do I do that? In school. So I asked for a course bulletin and I look at all these classes for next semester and they're all classes on what to learn. Math, history, science, Spanish, but no classes on how to learn it, how to focus, how to concentrate, how to study, how to read faster, how to remember the things, how to think clearer. And so I put my studies aside. I wasn't making much ground or traction there. And I started studying these topics, started studying accelerated learning, adult learning theory, multiple intelligence theory. I started studying ancient mnemonics. Like what did the ancient Greeks do before there were printing presses? How do they remember things? The art of and science of speed reading. And about 60 days into it, two months, light switch flipped on and I started to understand things for the first time. And I started to be able to concentrate. I started to remember. I started to do better in school. And with that, not only did my grades improve, but my life improved. But from there, I couldn't help, but other, help other people. And one of my very first students, when I started tutoring this, she read 30 books in 30 days. Now, imagine that. Like, not skim or scan. Imagine being able to go on Amazon. We knew you and I were talking before we started about some of our you know, favorite books. And somebody has decades of experience they put into a book. And you can sit down in a few days and read that book download decades in the days. That's an incredible advantage today, right? Because it saves you time and all the, all that amazing experience. And she read 30 books in 30 days. And I want to find out how, not how, I know how, because I taught her why. 
And I'm always interested in human motivation. A big part of this book is about how to overcome procrastination, how to find your drive and your purpose, how to maximize limitless motivation, right? To really show up for yourself. I found out her mom was dying of terminal cancer. Doctors gave her only two months to live. And the books she was reading were books to save her mom's life. And get a call six months later saying her mom not only survived, but is really getting better. Doctors don't know how or why. They called it a miracle. But her mother attributed it to the great advice she got from her daughter who learned it from all these books. And in that moment, I realized, and it put me on a whole path, that if knowledge is power, learning is our superpower. Knowledge is power. Learning is our superpower. And it's a power we all have inside of us. It's just we weren't given an owner's manual on how to be able to unlock it. But it put me on my path where I took my, my, my pain, if you will, and I found, I found my purpose. My pain was, you know, learning challenges, not feeling enough, not believing in myself, not be able to, to utilize this broken brain. And now my purpose is showing people how to have their best brain. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.